Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. You can join our NFL East Facebook group, which we are live on right now. Hello, Facebook. And you can watch every episode of this podcast uh, on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. Follow him on YouTube. He has his own channel. Awesome stuff. Calls games. You'll be hearing more about it. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin 73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Brandon? What's up? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. We uh, previewed these shows or these um, games Saturday. You weren't able to make it. Uh, me yeah. and Rich, uh, you were you were able to get into the comments though, so you were kind of on the show. That was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> how, how all that got to work out. Yeah. But um, I was I was happy about it. But then we, you know, the games have come and gone, and so what we're going to do tonight is just do our takeaways. Um, and takeaways from the East. And so that's what we'll, um, for the games of the week, we'll just do our takeaways. I'll, uh, we got, how many games we got? We have one, two, three, four. Um, yeah. One, two, three, four, five games, including the Monday night game. So <clears throat> I'll do what forth, kind of like we did uh, last week um, and just um, cover one of the games and I'm sure through that some opinions will be thrown in and then and kind of where they, you know, where these teams left um left at after after that game. So how does that sound? We'll do that. And then um we will be taking a look at the preview and predictions of tomorrow yep. night's game with the Lions and Packers, because you're gonna be calling that on your channel, correct? Yeah. All right, cool. So um you got anything to say before we just dive into it? Games of the week, takeaways. Uh, should no, let's get right into it. Let's get into it. This was a crazy week, man. Yeah. <laughs> this was a crazy week. There was upsets. There were blowouts. There were really close games. Just crazy week involving our NFL East. So, I mean, even right, let's do it with our uh... NFL East, there was a lot of upsets. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's do it with games of the week. All right, I guess we will start. I guess we should get into that Chicago Bear game, right? When they upset the Kansas City Chiefs. No, that didn't happen. Oh, man. You know what um, upset that did happen? How about Uncle Gus's Colts beating the Ravens? Yeah, that was so that good. That was insane. It was so good. So good. Um, I don't – yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we know who Minshew is, so – um, yeah, we could talk more about that in a few. Let's start with some of our teams. I really, I don't know what to. I mean, it's it's involving my Dolphins, but I don't even know what to say about. No, 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 Dolphins, no, Broncos, Dad, we're saving that one for the last. Y'all made it. No, y'all almost. We got to do it first and get it out of the way. No, do it first and get it out of the way. I, I honestly don't have a lot to say about the game. What? I've Your just been in awe. Great. Yeah, I've been in awe. 70 points. Anyways, um, and I guess yeah, if you've been living under a rock, you might not know, but the Miami Dolphins <laughs> scored 70 <laughs> points on the Denver Broncos, beat them by That's 50. Uh, with a and, and don't forget to add in to that 50. they would have made history if your coach didn't decide to be a good sport yeah, there, Dad. Yeah, and that's what, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and start it off. The, the defense – Dolphins defense actually played pretty well. Um, Russell Wilson had an okay game, but the but the defense has had me worried since week one, and uh, we got to see the defense get better and better each week, and they continued to improve, which was awesome. But if you can imagine with 70 points, somehow you have to come up with these 10 touchdowns that the Dolphins scored. Um. And they scored seven out of the out of their eight first drives. <laughs> they scored touchdowns, wow. which is totally insane. Tua went 23 for 23, 26, so only three incompletions. And he didn't throw his first incompletion until the third quarter. 
<laughs> so he had a perfect half at the beginning of this game. So he went 23 for 26, 309 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and was, per like I said, perfect um, up to the third quarter. Raheem Mostert had 13 carries for 82 yards, three touchdowns, yeah. another seven receptions for 60 yards, and another touchdown. <laughs> Don't even so, get me started on that running back room yeah. there in, in Miami. Like, my God. They, yeah, Raheem Mostert so is – he's, he's you know, Miami's number one running back. Um, but – Devon A Chain is the guy we went. We need to talk about this. Yeah, don't. This don't is a rookie. About I was pretty rookie. hype about him when Miami got him yeah. in the third round of the draft because he's fast. He's he's <laughs> just as fast as Mostert. He's just as fast as Tyreek Hill as Waddle. He's the same speed as those guys. The dude has like a national college national champion um, in you know in uh, two hundred meters or something like that. But anyways, he had eighteen carries. For 203 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions, 30 yards, and two more touchdowns. <laughs> like I said, he was uh, crazy. He came in the third round of the draft. He dropped to the third round. Um, he's a, he was known in college at Texas A&M as a speedster, but yeah. he he fell to the third round because of his size. He's he's pretty small, and so. Um, he had a the Dolphins fan. This is no surprise to any Dolphins fan. Like I knew his name. I watched him all offseason. He had a really good training camp, like really good training camp. And then he got hurt in one of the preseasons games. And we were like, oh crap, that sucks. So he didn't he didn't play at all week one. He only got like a couple, you know, was in a couple of uh, couple passes, or I think he one pass and one run in week two. Well, Salvin Ahmed, which is our backup running back, because Jeff Wilson is hurt. So we have hurt running backs all over the place. And that's how this dude's getting into the game. Okay, so it's supposed to be Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson got put it on IR, so Ahmed moved up to number two. <sighs> well, Ahmed got hurt in week two, so now um, Devon A-Chain got moved up. And went By the way, real quick, Dad, sorry to interrupt. So Rich is in the house. He says, yeah. what's up? He's listening from work. What's up, Rich? <laughs> awesome, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So the offense, the offense just went off Denver. The Denver defense just did not. What's up, Gus? How's it going? Yeah, Uncle Gus is in the house too. What's awesome. up? The God. Denver defense just did not look good at all. Um, 70 points is pretty crazy. And what you were referring to, Brandon, um, is towards the end of the game. Yeah. They could have kicked a 43-yard field goal to go up 73-20. to 20, And that would have broke the record for the most points scored in an NFL game, which sets at 70. Which was set at and that 72. That record is back in 1966. Yeah. So they could have broke that record if they would have kicked a 43-yard field goal. Instead, Coach McDaniel decided to kneel, to take a couple kneels, yeah. give the ball back to Denver, and let them run out the clock. Um, how do you feel about that? Me as a Dolphins fan, I want it in the moment. I was, I think I was texting with you, wasn't I? I was texting yeah, in our yeah. text group. Oh my god, the Dolphins are getting ready to, to yeah. break the record, you know. And um I wanted them to do it. I wanted them to do it for a couple different reasons. One, because, um, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan and I just wanted to see, I just wanted that to happen. I wanted their name to be on that, you know, kind of like the only undefeated team is the Miami Dolphins. You know what I'm saying is the, to have a perfect season. I wanted that, <laughs> but then um, I also kind of wanted it because it was against Sean Payton. And Sean Payton was running his mouth earlier this year talking about, you know, kind of like breaking – the coach club, you know what I'm saying? And talking shit about a different, another coach. You never hear coaches talk bad no. about other coaches. You no. don't do that. Um, it's kind of like the coach, you know, code of conduct or something like that. And they treat everybody. Um, and then when he, when it came out and of course I'm talking about Nathaniel Hackett was talking shit about him and all this kind of stuff, you know, as the, the worst coach team ever. Well, okay. Well, you just got your ass whooped, 
You know what I'm saying? You just lost to the in the worst loss ever. And I, I kind of would have liked that, but that would have I mean, been very personal against him. Yeah. And then um, Coach McDaniel came out and he was asked, of course, why didn't you try to break the record? And he's like, we're not there to run up points. I'm like, you've already scored 70 points, buddy. You've already ran up yeah. the points. Yeah. Um, we're not there to to run up points. We're not there to get records. No. And that's, I seen the locker room speech that he gave yeah. and that's what it was all about. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't want Tyreek to focus on breaking the 2000 yard mark. He yeah. doesn't want nobody to worry about individual goals. He wants them to work together as a team this year, you know? Yeah. And he's, he's like, that's the only way we're going to, we're going to be successful this year. We're not in it for individual records and yeah. to prove it i'll give this team's record away we could have got the record you know what i'm saying i mean i don't know sanders has been struggling the dolphins kicker but he, he could have it was a, he's only been struggling with anything over 50 so he could have hit a 43 yarder um i don't know I, i'm cool with him not doing it but well, how, how do you feel about this game about this crazy i mean it's it's record breaking yeah weirdness you know what i'm well, saying well, I mean, it's it's straight weirdness my, my daughter mother. caitlin texted me yeah. and said oh my god dad the the do- everybody's talking about the dolphins at youth group and i'm like see yeah, that's it these people don't even watch football yeah. and they yeah. heard that an nfl team scored 70 points yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean that's how it's every no, i i walked i walked into work on monday and that was the number one topic being talked about right now was how miami was up 70 to 20 on the broncos and i thought it was insane because now it's just like talked about and i'm like bro miami got a good team why is everybody surprised about this i mean honestly and i mean Honestly, let's be real, Dad. Yeah, your coach, Micah Daniels, can give the talk all he wants to and stuff, but he didn't kick that extra point because of, you know, good sportsmanship. He wasn't going to, you know, blow him out like that and all that. And, you know, of course, like you said, with the records, he doesn't want anybody focusing in on one record and all that stuff. And all, I mean, honestly, to be honest with what you said about Sean Payton running his mouth, all he did there was make himself look like a damn fool. You were in your mouth about Nathaniel Hackett and you got trumped by Nathaniel Hackett. They beat you 70 to 20. It was ridiculous. Well, um, Nathaniel Hackett's with the Jets. The Jets, yeah. I don't think, could put up 70 points. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's with the Jets now, which I think the Jets could. I mean, not put up <laughs> 70 but they could probably put up a pretty penny. But like my whole point on that on was you just don't talk shit about another coach. If well, yeah, that, that's my point too. You don't now, talk. I, I guarantee you Sean Payton would have, yeah. would have went for that record. He would have been yeah. all about the individual record. And yeah. I was the coach of the team that holds the, but if, win if and, you, you know, I mean, that's very much Sean Payton. If you want so. me to be honest, I don't think Sean Payton's going to be in Denver come next season. I really don't. He, he's already, he's already been too weird for me. Like, he talked shit about other coaches. And right. then he literally, he literally, did you see last week or two weeks ago or something? He came out and told Russell Wilson to shut the F up because he doesn't have to answer that questions. He's not a dog. Yeah. And I was like, bro, who the fuck talks to their starting quarterback like that? Like, yeah. And I, I think that I, I don't think know, the key I don't word there, can... we're kind of getting off topic now, but uh, I think the key word there is, is um, starting um, just yeah. uh, one, one hot take. Um, Russell Wilson will be benched this year. Um, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Let's move it on. I know back, I back to what I was saying about Miami. Um, yeah. Honestly, dad, I wouldn't be worried about you not getting those three points. That record that you just put up there, 70, a 70 burger on the Broncos. That's not going to be broken for shit. Let's say two decades and a half or something yeah, like it's, it's been a minute. And just for the record on the Saturday show with uh, me and Rich, I called for a blowout and a 40 burger is what I is what I called. I was off by 50. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty. I mean, well, no, 40. I was off by 30. My fault. 30. Yeah. I can't do math. Um, yeah. 70 burger. That's fucking crazy. Can't believe it. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, what about the Patriots jets? Patriots finally get their first win of the season. 14 to 10. Um, what do you got on this game, Brandon? 
I mean, yeah, I'm happy the Patriots got the win, but I mean, geez. I mean, no, to no shock, Dad, we already knew it was going to be a defensive game going in because both these teams have really top-tier defenses, and that's exactly what this was. It was a defensive battle back and forth, back and forth. The one thing I can say that was a plus coming out of this for New England was that Matt Jones did not have a single turnover like you predicted like he would, Dad. You said that that was going to be the difference was you thought Matt Jones was going to have a turnover or two. He luckily didn't turn the ball over there. But towards the end of the game, New England and Matt Jones could not pick up a first down to save their life. They gave the Jets chance after chance after chance after chance. If A-Rod would have been in here, I think the Jets would have won this game. But I wrote down in my notes and said, wow, thank God Zach Wilson does not know how to play football because otherwise we would have lost this damn game. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, what else can you say outside of this was a great defensive battle game between the two teams? Um, both teams were stopping e- each other's offense. Uh, New England did just enough to get there, of course, uh, to get us up to 15. Who else but Matthew Judon sat Zach Wilson in the end zone and got a safety there so that was great to see um i would like to see more out of the new england offense and maybe we'll get to see that this upcoming week against the cowboys but uh overall i think it was just a great defensive game between these two yeah yeah i mean it, it from <clears throat> i didn't watch this game i was kind of busy um in the one o'clock mark but um i did watch the highlights of the game and kind of looked at the stats of the game and and all of that and it was it was back and forth the jets had every the jets had a chance two chances in the third quarter and one chance in the fourth quarter to come back and win the game yeah <laughs> and blew all three chances because yeah. they don't have a quarterback so yeah. um you know and i think if it would have been flipped and you gave that to mac i think mac might have been able to do that to do the comeback cuz he he is more talented than zach um what I wanted to talk about just for a minute is have you heard all of these reports coming out about Sala and well, first Sala came out and said, um, Zach Wilson is our starter. We're, we're not benching him. He's, he's our starter moving forward. And um, him if losing. we bring another quarterback in the GM, will have to handle that. But then more reports came out um, about, and somebody's leaking it out of the locker room, and that Salah's going to be Salah's, you know, at the beginning stages of losing the locker room because yeah. of Zach Wilson, and they yeah, think he's um, he's just you know he's too apologetic. He it, one quote came, you know, this came from a player. You know, this came from a player when the guy quoted and said, "My source, he couldn't, he wouldn't say anybody's name, but he said my source knows." that the players know that if any other player on the team was as playing was playing as bad as Zach Wilson, they would be benched. But because he's Zach Wilson, he's not, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Ooh, y'all are getting ready. There's the, there's a divide, dude. I mean, there's, it's getting bad. It's getting really bad. What do you think the jets should do? Um, I think they should have already benched him, (laughs) but I mean, knowing Salah, they're not going to bench him because for some reason Salah has faith in Zach Wilson. But I mean, at the same time, if I was the owner or GM, I mean, not the owner or GM, if I was the owner or the head coach or someone like Salah, I would already bench Zach Wilson. I don't know what the fuck Salah is seeing in him. Zach Wilson has proven nothing to me outside of he's not a good quarterback at all. I mean, maybe Salah is doing this out of respect in his own name because the idiot forgot to uh, maybe he pulled a uh, uh, Washington commanders head coach, Ron Rivera. Maybe he pulled a Ron Rivera out of that, you know, because Ron (laughs) Rivera forgets a lot of things, you know, Salah forgot to sign a backup quarterback here in case of that's on the GM. The GM is one that brings in the personnel. And I think I kind of, I'm wondering who's being the hard-headed one here. And mm. I kind of think Sala might be just, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because they're not giving him another player, the GM. Because he said in a quote 
um, after the game that if another play, if another quarterback is brought onto this roster, that's not up to me. That's up to the GM. He said that. You know what I'm saying? Well, he I mean, said that. My, well, so I, mean, I think maybe he's playing Zach because yeah. he doesn't have any other choice. The other, I mean, the uh, who's their other quarterback that went on the, you know, that one that well, came up well, from the fun, practice fun squad? Well, fun fact. Fun fact, uh, they did just sign uh, another quarterback. I mean, yeah. I don't know how good it is, but they signed Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. They, But are they going to bench? Will Sala bench Zach Wilson if the alternative is him losing, him losing the defense? Because these are yeah. defensive players, the ones yeah. bitching about this. Yeah. The, the defense is sick and tired of giving all those chances that came to win that game in the Patriots game came from the defense. The defense yeah. got the ball back, stopped them, handed it back to him, said, okay, now score some points. Okay. Now score some points. Okay. Now score some points. And he never did. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't no. take advantage of the chance. And that's the defensive players that it sounds like to me, it's the defensive players that are the ones that are getting extremely frustrated yeah. And Saul is a defensive coach. So these are his guys. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that's built this defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon, uh, or not Brandon, Rich has a really good question also. And he wants to know why Mac Jones grabs saucy balls. So um, oh, and, and the video, there's video. I mean, he was he was accused of it. But then there's video. He really did grab his balls, man. Why was he was he grabbing Sauce Gardner's balls for me? I I didn't see this. What the fuck? I'm gonna have to see this video. Yeah, I need one. Man, it is crazy. Grabbing some saucy balls, dude. I don't understand it. Yeah, but yeah, no, he got um he got slammed to the ground, and they were they no one could figure out why, and then they he accused. He said, um, Sauce Gardner uh, said what or. what do you say? What Saul say? Saul said, "Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to make, he's trying to not let me have kids in the future or something like that." <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it was oh my gosh! But that's um, to lighten up the note. There's there's some big stuff going on in the Jets right mm-hmm. now. Um, let's keep an eye on it. Maybe more stuff will come out by Saturday. But I mean, that uh, Saul can't is... lose this locker room. He can't lose yeah, this locker room. Or the defense will just fall apart, and the defense is all they have right now. You well, know what, well, I'm what, what I'm also saying here is, 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 do you blame any of these, any of these players for getting mad? Because a, Zach Wilson isn't good, and he's already proven that to us. He cannot play quarterback, and two, last season would have been enough for me to already kick Zach Wilson off my team. Right after they lost that game. And instead of taking responsibility as you do as a quarterback, because like when, when we lose, Mac doesn't place that on anybody else. Mac says, I didn't do my job today. Let me get back to the drawing boards and get back on track. You know, that's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback. Instead of doing that last year, Zach Wilson blamed it on everybody else. He was like, oh, you can't blame this loss on me. Like, yeah, and that's I don't um, know who the fuck he thinks he is, but right, a, a <laughs> lot of Jets fans it, it believes it was malpractice to have Zach Wilson as your backup plan to Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. They think he should have already been gone, or, yeah. or at the most, if you wanted to put him down on the practice squad and try to develop him, you can. But he proved yeah. last year that he can't play, yeah. and because of those words, if you remember, they lost. He lost the locker room last year. The, yeah. the whole the whole rest of the team was wearing shirts, you know, Mike White shirts, um, and yeah. and wanted Mike White yeah. out there. But guess yeah. what? I mean, you don't have Mike White now. You don't yeah. have another quarterback, um, unless Simeon can come in and, you know, and and play a little bit. So, um, yeah, exactly, Gus. Yeah, Gus I get like, twice worse. Like, uh, and next is uh, Kansas City. <laughs> so. That kind and that's going to be and that's going to be the Sunday night game. So you know how embarrassing is it going to be for the Jets to get blown out? Right. Well, we'll talk more about that on Saturday. Let's leave that for Saturday show. Um. Yeah. So maybe we'll have more information. Um. What's going on at quarterback? Um. For the New York Jets by the time our Saturday show rolls around, and um. And we will be able to talk more about it. 
if not, well, at least we'll get Rich's opinion on what he thinks going on in the Jets locker room. Um, speaking of Rich, Rich posted, thanks to Miami for taking the spotlight off of the Cowboys. I wonder what Rich was talking about there. Um, Did it though, Rich. 425 on Sunday, the Cowboys played the Arizona Cardinals. Lost. And it was an upset. A big upset. Cardinals 28, Cowboys 16. Um, first of all, let's start off with the Cardinals play really good at home, dude. They're a tough team. They play really good at home. But this is what happened. Arizona jumped out to an early lead, and they made Dallas play catch-up. They yeah. haven't had to do that all year. They, they, they're they coming off of two. They've dominated two games the first two weeks, and they haven't had to try it to have to come back. And so Arizona was like, okay, luckily they jumped out to a big lead. We got to see Dallas for the first time trying to come back. You know, um, the problem with Dallas is they had they had three players on the offensive line out. And I'm not talking about just players. I'm talking about all pro left guard, all pro, all pro left tackle. Or I think, yeah. Anyways, an all pro guard, an all pro tackle and a center all out, all backup uh, backups. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, their it. offensive line was was pretty shaky, <clears throat> but that definitely wasn't the key to this game. The key to this game was the fact that Arizona put up 28 points. Check this stat out. Put up Arizona put up 28 points, but only had 189, 189 yards passing. <laughs> they wow. ran the damn ball is what they did. So they put up points, j- got in the lead, and then just ran the ball. James Conner had 14 carries for 98 yards, a touchdown. Rondell Moore, they ran Rondell Moore three times for 54 yards. <laughs> Rondell Moore is a wide receiver. Hang on, hang on Dad. So, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver? Yes. Yes, they the used him as a running back. Like running a, back? Uh, end around three times, and got fifty-four. Wow, are they yards. pulling Debo Josh Dobbs, dude? Out? Josh Dobbs had six carries for fifty-five yards. So they oh, they, wow. they ran the ball, but they didn't only use their running back. They used their running back. Their wide Rich, receiver, how do you let the quarterback. quarterback get fifty-five yards on you, bro? Yeah, rushing, mm. um, running the ball. And so that's what they did. Well, they had to figure out a way to beat this pass rush is what they had to do. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, yeah. okay, let's just run away from it <laughs> yeah. and, and try to contain it. Now, let's not this let's not forget about giving Arizona's offensive line some props, dude. Because Arizona, Arizona's offensive line contained Dallas's front seven. They contained them, dude. I mean, you know, um, like uh, big, big D Lawrence and and Micah Parsons. They're gonna get theirs. Yeah. They're gonna eat, right? Yeah. Micah Parsons didn't have a sack. Didn't make an impact play until the third quarter. Oh, they wow. shut him down for the first half, dude. They contained him. They didn't shut him down. Okay. They contained. He was still involved in every single tackle on the field, all over the craziness. But he couldn't get to the quarterback because they were running the ball so much. You know, it yeah. was it was it was actually a pretty great idea, and they might have put together a pretty good sauce on how you beat Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that it's only going to work if you can jump out, if you can get get on it fast and jump out ahead of Dallas. Um, and not everybody's going to be able to do that is the problem. So, all right, let's finish up these stats. Josh Dobbs, 17 for 21, 189 yards, like I said, and a touchdown passing, but then had the six carries with 55 yards. Arizona's O-line did a great job. Um, They didn't even – Micah Parsons didn't make an impact play or get a sack until the third quarter. It was 21-10 to at halftime. This was the score at halftime, and I was sitting there watching the game. They switched over on the local TV here. They switched over to the Dallas game, so I got to watch um, three quarters of it. And to me, it always felt like Dallas was going to come back. It was like, uh, oh, yeah, they're down a little bit, but Dallas got this. They're going to win this game. Um, yeah, yeah, they. Uh, th- that's a great stat right there. Rich Rich said that Arizona – My bad. Yeah, Arizona bad. only pass attempt 21 times in the game. Yeah, they, 21 times. They didn't hardly throw. That's what it said, 21 times for 189 yards, um, which is pretty crazy. So they just ran the ball, but – what was I saying? Um, yeah, it always felt like Dallas was was 
going to win this game, right? Number yeah. one, for the first two weeks, we we remember we were – I was joking at week one when I said, somebody forgot to tell Arizona that they're tanking this year because they're playing their asses off. And then they almost beat Washington. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, uh, this Arizona team, you know, they, these guys got some dogs out here. And uh, and so – and then – so I, but I thought what happened in week one and week two is Arizona played really good for three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, they got dominated by these by their opponents, and and the other teams were able to come back or win the game, and finally put the game away. So I was like, "Oh, that's what Dallas is going to do. That ain't no problem." But they did really good. They still played really good in the fourth quarter. So it's yeah. not that Dallas just came there messed up in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter looked like third quarter. Arizona didn't didn't flop. They didn't no. start playing bad for some reason. You know what I'm saying? And um. Uh, Dallas's offense looked looked pretty good. I mean, Dak had a Dak had a good game. He went twenty five for 40, 249 yards, a <clears throat> touchdown. He had three carries for twenty four yards. Um, and there's a couple points I want to talk about their offense. But basically, what happened in the fourth quarter and the reason why they wasn't able to come back is one Arizona didn't fold like they did in week one and two. And two, late in the game, they were still down quite a bit of points, but they were getting ready to score a touchdown. And um, the fucking defensive backs for Arizona made a play. Dak threw the ball, and the dude just cut right in front of it. I don't know how Dak did not see him, but he he um, just cut right in front of the receiver and and picked it off and to close out the game. And that's how the game ended, was they were able to run out the clock off of a Dak interception. Um, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had 23 carries for 122 yards. So he he had a hell of a day too. And when um, Michael Gallup, I've been wondering where Michael Gallup was all year, and I know most Dallas Cowboy fans have. Well, Gallup showed up with almost getting 100 yards. Off yeah, I was about to say, that was the Gallup showing. Yeah, so Gallup, Gallup actually had a pretty good game, um, which I would be happy about that if I was a Dallas fan. CeeDee Lamb, he only had four receptions for 53 yards. He carried the ball twice for nine yards. Um, but that I, I so that that was the key to me was I think the offense, um, Dallas's offense struggled quite a bit having a um shook up offensive line, just the offensive line where all of their superstars are out, and um and Arizona was able to, you know, was able to put a little bit of pressure on. And they didn't do very good at trying to stop the run, you know, with with 120 something yards rushing. But their defense was able to, um, you know, to do enough and and to not allow it to happen. And then made they made the big play and that interception. I I don't know. I I don't know if Dallas it it was happened so late in the game. I don't know if Dallas could have came back, even if he wouldn't have thrown that, you know, even if it would have been a touchdown, they still would have been down because I believe at that time they were down by 12. So they would still would have been down by five. So I, I mean, I don't know. It just, to me, it always felt like Dallas was going to come back until you look and it's late in the fourth quarter and Arizona's not given an inch, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. um, and you know, I was texting with rich and he's, you know, rich is a huge Cowboys fan. And he, um, he was like, yeah, no, he, he, he sent a message to us in our group and said, yeah, nobody's playing good today. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, I thought Dak was having a great game up until he threw the interception. I thought um, Tony Pollard had a good game. You know what I'm saying? It was good um, to me. It was, it was good to see uh, Michael Gallup finally get up to his potential of almost getting a hundred yard game. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think they got a little bit of juice going. It was just Arizona didn't flop like they did in week one and week two. So that's what I got out of it at least. You want to know the two big biggest standouts to me on this game? What's that? That was a bit concerning and weird to me. A, somebody needs to, you know, give Arizona a little call and inform the GM and coach that they're supposed to be tanking. That's A, that's first of all. <laughs> they're not that's tanking, buddy. You you can't tell one player on that team that they're second, tanking. Because they're playing all, hard. Se- second of all. It's just, if Josh Dobbs keeps on playing like this, we might have a little controversy when Kyler Murray gets ready because Josh Dobbs looks like he's playing to take Kyler Murray's job. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of kind of my 
take on Arizona side of it is if you add Kyler Murray, if you have Kyler Murray and Josh Dobbs, that's a pretty good quarterback um, room, right? That's a pretty good quarterback room. That's a pre- I would like to have him as my backup, but I'm, I'm wondering if Josh Dobbs is like, he's seen what happened with Geno last year. And he yeah. was like, hey, this guy came out and won him a game and got him yeah. a contract. Maybe if I ball out, I can do it too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what's going on And yeah. with Josh Dobbs. Is he's just laying it all on the line, trying to get his Geno juice flowing. I mean, to be so, honest, I'm not surprised to see Josh Dobbs playing like this because he almost carried Tennessee last season to the playoffs. They lost to Jacksonville in that last game of the season. Otherwise, they would have been in the playoffs. I'm not surprised to see Josh Dobbs playing like this. He is a great backup quarterback, but I'm telling you right now, he keeps on playing like this. He might take Kyler Murray's job by the time he comes back. He's going to be like, ah, yeah, Kyler Murray, uh, you can go ahead and have a seat over there on the bench. I took your job now. Right. So Yeah, I don't know. Kyler Murray is a very high-paid quarterback, and he's got some legs too. But um, I'll tell you what, Kyler Murray is also small and gets hurt quite a bit, so you need yeah. somebody like Josh Dobbs back there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody, if he keeps playing the way he is, even if it's not in Arizona next year, Josh Dobbs could have a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Josh Dobbs knows that. You know, he yeah. knows. He yeah. watched what happened with Geno with the comeback player of the year. You know what I'm saying? A, a yeah. backup quarterback, long-term backup quarterback, um, finally getting his chance and making the most of it. And that's what Josh Dobbs is doing. So props to Arizona. Hold up, Dad. Um, real quick, Dallas. before we go any further, throw that, yeah. throw that comment back up there. Real quick, Uncle uh, about uh, yeah, air, about one. Houston winning. Yes, what guys? In case you sleep under a rock, what an upset we had on Sunday! The Houston <laughs> Hetsons beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't worry too much, Gus. Don't worry too much, Gus. Though, uh, Lo- you know, London is calling Jacksonville. They're going to be the London Jaguars. You know, we know how the Jacksonville Jaguars play in London. They become a whole new damn team and absolutely whack the shit out of people. I, I don't believe that Gus is worried about Jacksonville um, with him being an Indianapolis fan and comfortably in first place in the South. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, I know that. But I'm saying if you play <laughs> Jacksonville in London, you have to worry about them, right? Right, exactly. They become like all right. Um, all I, so all I wanted to do was, uh, yeah, just make that point. Arizona's uh, O-line. Pretty darn good game, fellas. All right, next up, we had a blowout. This was not even close. I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to tell us where Sam Howell was at with finally facing a good team and see what happens. Well, I hope Sam Howell isn't uh, <laughs> this in this game. Bills win 37-3 to over the Commanders at home. The Commanders were at home and lost to the Bills, 37-3. What do you got on this game? Yeah, uh... Well, my my first takeaway uh, before we get to the Sam Howell holding, um, but yeah, your your Colts are in first place, so congratulations on that, Gus. All right, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Dad, that to get back to the Commanders Bills game, the Commanders defense did exactly what me, you, and Rich all said here and said you told us on Wednesday, and we talked about it not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. What was the one key that we kept on saying, Dad? They cannot wait to the third quarter to kick Fourth it into quarter, high yeah. gear. And that's exactly what they did once again. They waited till the second half to kick it in high gear. And even with them kicking it in high gear, they still were not getting pressure to Josh Allen enough to even mess him up. Josh Allen had a pretty good game. I took some stats down of him. He went 20 for 32, 218, one touchdown and one interception. Um, so, I mean, that defense, uh, for the commanders did all right. My bigger problem though, was Sam Howe. We didn't know what to expect from him coming in this season. And he went 19 dead dead. Okay. First of all, I need to take a step back and say that he looks great the last two weeks. Right. But me and you both agreed on last Wednesday that this was going to be the start of the test for Sam Howe because this was the hardest defense that he went up against so far. He did not look great, let me tell you. He went 19 for 24, 
170, no touchdowns, and four interceptions. And I was watching highlights of that game. He was just making ignorant passes. Yeah. He was, was just making bad. ignorant passes. I mean, maybe it's just a, a rookie thing because I understand that he's not a rookie anymore, but this is technically his rookie year. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, maybe it was just a rookie curse on him or something, but those passes were No, it, it looked like the Bills, the Bills' defense was the key to the game yeah. for me in this game. They confused the hell out of Sam Howe. They confused yeah. him. They he didn't he he they number one they wasn't giving him enough time to work through his progressions and forcing him into stupid plays. Um, yeah. But two, he looked confused. Like he didn't. They, the Bills would w- were doing a lot of shifts and and moving a lot of guys around. Yeah. And Sam Howell just he looked confused. This was by far the best defense that he's played against. Yeah. Um, this year, and by and he and he was you know he was yeah. He was just not – he couldn't yeah. understand it. He They were shutting down his first and second reads, and he couldn't get past them. That's when he would try to force them in, you yeah. know, or make dumb decisions and throw them to where he shouldn't have threw them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. all props to Bill's defense, which we know is a good defense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, we know they're a good defense. But this game was actually a lot tighter than it was. You know that, right? This game was actually pretty close going into the fourth quarter and then the bills just put up a bunch of points there in the last quarter. <laughs> so, oh, okay. I didn't, I see, I didn't know that. I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it was actually, it was like 12 to three or something like that. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's 14 to three or something maybe yeah. like that. It was pretty, it was a pretty damn close game. And then all of a sudden the bills just threw up a bunch of points all at once because the, the commander's defense, which I think is one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Not in this game. They sucked in this game. Yeah. Um, really bad. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't get any kind of pass rush. Um, and I mean, you can, you know, give props to the Bills offensive line, but um, they were using a lot of, you know, tight ends and stuff to try to keep Chase, you know, back and sweat back. So, um, well, <clears throat> commander's defense just did not look good at all yeah. to me in this game. Well, see, why the commander's defense didn't look good to me either, Dad, I will agree with you with all on that. The one thing that was pissing me off while watching these highlights, and I kind of had to, like, turn it off midway through the third quarter because the thing that was pissing me off was, I don't know if if the commanders was just giving full keys to Sam Howell to make these play calls on offense or if the offensive coordinator was really this stupid but did you did you watch the highlights to this game? Because there was multiple times that Washington was in the red zone. They were inside of the Bills 20. And Brian Robertson, wow, he had himself a game. He he like he had a good uh, amount of yards in this what game. What was his stats? Do you have uh, his stats? Hang on. I didn't write them down. Hang on. Let me go see real quick. Um Hang on. It was so. I mean, the offensive coordinator is Bienemy. So, what what are he you went, saying he that he was 10, running? He went he ten been passing, for, or he had ten carries for seventy yards. So okay. he had a pretty damn good game. But what yeah. the thing the thing that was pissing me off was, and this is the thing that I'm getting to here. Okay, every time they would get it inside the red zone, inside the twenty or closer. Instead of running the ball, which was obviously working for you, instead of your quarterback throwing the ball, which was not equivalenting to anything, they would get inside of the red zone and and Benemy would like become dumbfounded almost. And he'd be like, All right, somehow do your thing. We're gonna start throwing it with you again. Fuck Brian Robertson, even though he's had a great game here today. And they like wouldn't hand the ball off to him and they kept on trying to throw the ball. And somehow kept on turning the ball over. He had like two interceptions in the red zone. And I'm like, bro, it's as simple as running the ball. So I don't know. That was just pissing me off from watching yeah. the highlights of the game. I don't understand why you wouldn't run the ball being that close to the end zone with Brian Robertson, especially after him having 70 yards. So, right. Yeah. Well, keep it, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, I, I, <laughs> I feel like that has that's come up before with the enemy. Um, yeah. 
I, I want to say that 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 he was, you know, he kind of gets away from the running game a little bit too fast, especially in the red zone, red zone when it's working. You know, I mean, I understand you got scary Terry and I understand you have some, you know, some decent weapons um, to start throwing the ball in the in the red zone. So, but uh, the problem is you have, like you said, a first year quarterback. I mean, it's his second year, but it's his first year as a starter. He doesn't have very many games under his belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is only his fourth game under his belt. Yeah. You know, take some pressure off of him, you know, and and do you know what your you know I mean, your bell cow has been doing? What Brian Robertson also. can do too. Right. So yeah. I mean, he's, why he's, would he he's not played really well this season? Yeah, exactly. yeah. So we'll keep an um, eye on that moving forward. Um, all right, cool. Last game was on a Monday night. Eagles, Bucks. Um, talk about a defense that did show up. <laughs> the yeah. Eagles defense went off. Um, I honestly all night expected long. this the game to be seven. a lot closer. Do what? I honestly expected this game to be a lot closer than it was, but the defense yeah. completely shut Baker Mayfield yeah. down. Well, the, the the front seven they terrorized uh, Mayfield uh, <laughs> all you know from the fr- beginning of the game to the end of the game. Here you go. Check this out. Rookie Jalen uh, Jalen Carter finished with a team high seven quarterback or five quarterback pressures on 16 pass rushes, okay? Through three weeks, the rookie is tied for second out of all defensive tackles in the whole league. All He's tied for second in total pressures. He has 15. Can somebody say wow. defensive rookie of the year? <laughs> right here. He's. I, mean, I don't want to say that he's, too he's fast. Gonzalez is up there. It's only making three weeks. It's only three weeks in, but he's making his argument known he's a he's he's ranked tied for second among all defensive tackles for pressures for overall pressures um so okay we've established oh the defensive backs defensive backs they looked a little better but it was kind of hard to judge them because baker was holding on to the ball way too long he was he was um so maybe he was he felt like That's he had to hold on to the ball because none of these guys were open. So I think the defensive backs played a lot better. Um, and because I was kind of worried about the defensive backs, I knew these front seven for the Eagles were some beasts, but I, I was kind of worried about it. But it looks like they uh, they played a little better, yeah. but it, they could have looked just looked a little better because of the quarterback they were yeah. playing. So I don't know. I well, don't Dad, know. Re- real quick, real quick, um, I wanted to say before we get in. Uh, any to the offense because that's coming up next. This offense okay. that me and you were worried about. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's where I want to go with this. That's where we're getting ready to go. Jalen right Hurst still <laughs> does not look like the Jalen Hurst to me, and we're three weeks into the fucking season. Okay, when are well, we gonna I watched, I watched the game, and what I took from the game, I'm not worried about this offense anymore <laughs> because this was a well balanced machine is what it was they they really? almost ran the Jaylen ball and Hurst threw the ball threw two exact equal amount um throughout the game it was crazy and here's the biggest thing i was worried about did you notice did you have you seen the tape um during on the sidelines last week in week two aj brown and jalen hurts getting into it yeah did you see it yeah. Oh, they're best friends now, man. They're 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 friends all over again, man. But, 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 and the but, reason but, why is because AJ Brown just wanted the damn ball. You know, he's yeah. like he he just he's like just no, give no, me the no. damn Jaylen ball. Brown, he got nine receptions. I mean, AJ Brown, hundred and thirty-one yards. Yeah, crazy. That's exactly where I was going with this. Don't get me wrong, AJ Brown had a game to remember, but check these stats out, and this is exactly what I mean right here. Okay, listen, twenty-three for thirty-seven, yep. two seventy-seven. Yep. One touchdown and two picks. You're yes, telling Steve, me still that's the old Jalen Hurst that we've seen from last season? I'm calling Cap on that. No, no we didn't know. Not you, the same Jalen Hurst. You don't, you don't call Cap because you got to finish reading the stats. He also had 10 carries for 28 yards and a rushing touchdown. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it doesn't show <laughs> You got to also look what he did with his feet. That's what I said. They're back to that well-balanced machine. Yeah, he threw two well, picks. See, that's him. what the Eagles needed to do was exactly. relinquish him. Exactly. So, 23 for 37, style. 277, one touchdown, two interceptions, 10 carries, 28 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. 
So, well, kind of a rushing touchdown. It was that boot, boot, butt push thing, touche push thing. They pushed him into it. It was from the one yard line, and they pushed him. Oh, into okay. The end zone. okay. So he kind of ran the ball there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's and that's what I was talking about. Well balanced. That's yeah. what I liked to see. I, I think you know, two interceptions. Uncle Gus calling me a hater. How am I a hater? I'm staying fat. <laughs> this fly, is not fly. listen. So. I'm not hating on Jalen Hurst. I will agree. Last season, he was top five, maybe even top three quarterback play. This season, I just haven't seen the same Jalen Hurst that we've seen last season. And I'm wondering, I'm not being a hitter, Uncle Gus. I'm just wondering, when is that Jalen Hurst going to show up again? Yeah, right? and and, to, and that that's my whole point, Brandon, because I agreed with you through the first two weeks. I totally agreed with you. And I think he showed up. That to me, that looks like Jalen Hurts. You know what I'm saying? To me, that does now because because like weeks one and week two, he didn't do that. He didn't he didn't have a well balanced of 23 passes and 10 runs. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. and it wasn't only him running. We haven't even talked about the coolest part of this game. And the the coolest part of this game is is Mr. Swifty. You know, Swifty he had a he had a great game in week two. When he, oh, yeah, you know, no, when he um, just... came back to Philly, he blew uh, up in this game. DeAndre okay. Swift had 16 carries for 130 yards. Yeah. 16 carries for 130 yards. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I, I think Gainwell's out of a job, man. I think it, this is Swift's oh, yeah, job for sure. to lose. You know, he should be – he's the starter moving forward. Um, and, and that's what I'm saying with those 16 carries, and then you got Jalen Hurts 10 carries. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's – that's uh 26 times so 23 passes and 26 runs you're you're splitting this stuff up equally you know what i'm saying and that's what i liked about the eagles is they didn't they didn't ask jalen hurts to the, the very first time his first year that they went to the playoffs and got knocked out in the first round they were the best running offense in the league right but all they did was run the ball that's all jalen hurts did when when he took the next step and last year when he went to the Super Bowl, he yeah. was well balanced. He ran he ran about half yeah. the time and threw the ball half the time. And yeah. that that's what it is. I mean, the thing with Jalen Hurts is that's kind of a high interception. He's got two more interceptions on the year. But yeah. but um this Bucks defense ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? This Bucks yeah. defense is one of the reasons why um the Bucks were also undefeated at this at this time. You know, they were both two and zero for a reason. It was that Bucks defense. And Baker Mayfield has actually been playing pretty well. And he's actually this was actually a decent game for him. He just he couldn't the, the Eagles defense just dominated. And that's what it was. It was the Eagles defense yeah. um just dominated. So uh dad, but, real, real quick, real quick. Um, I wanted to add I'm a done. little I'm done thought in about uh Hater. DeAndre Swift. Yep. Um, so I seen that someone on Twitter posted that about DeAndre Swift having 130 yards in that game. Yep. And on, uh, on 16 and then, carries. Yeah. And then I, I went back and looked at it and in the game before he had a, over hundred yards in that game too. week two. That was, that was his homecoming when he came back to Philadelphia. Yes. He's from Philadelphia. And that okay. was, he got the starting position in the starting position. I think Gainwell was hurt week two, right? And Swift started. Swift's from Philadelphia, and he yeah. started and balled the fuck out in week two. Yeah. And so he got the start. Even I think Gamewell might even be healthy, but he got yeah. the start this week and balled out again. So this is Swift's job to lose. This is he's he's won this. He's now their starter. Well, so I I posted back I posted that right. I posted that he had 130 yards in that game Monday night. And I wrote and I said, wow, Swift has been great this season so far with the Eagles. Could this be the turnaround that he needed? Because we know how he was in Detroit. This I, was this was not a Swift that we've seen in Deion. Oh, yeah, and, it was. He just can't. And, and, and Detroit is a Swift. No, no, that is cat. When Swift was can't the stay last healthy. time you ever seen a 100-yard game by Swift in, in, in Detroit? I'm sure. I mean, we'd he have to look never, up stats. But he just can't stay healthy is the problem with Swift. And that's yeah. the reason why Detroit moved off of him. He can't stay healthy, you know. And, and he's had two good weeks. Let's let's see if he can stay healthy eight games. Can he play eight games without getting hurt? Let's see. Oh, I mean, they're I, lucky I they we, got. I think if he does, the Eagles are easily a playoff team again. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, I like Gainwell as much as I. As See, much because as I like. all DeAndre Swift is doing there is already taking a top five quarterback and just making him more electric. Because now right. they have to worry. Now that defense has to worry about the running game also. And right. I'm like, oh shit! How are we gonna take care of both of these people? Right. So. Exactly. All right. So somebody, uh, somebody mentioned in there and said, "Hey, how do you, um, how are you streaming live on both your channel, the um, NFL East channel, and NFL Boy Brandon channel?" In case y'all don't know, NFL Boy Brandon, um, NFL Boy Brandon is right there. He calls games. Okay. Do you got your list up for this week of the games you're calling? Do yeah. You have it up. Yeah, I already got it set. All right, go ahead and tell everybody what that is. And then after you do that, we're going to do a small preview and predictions on the Thursday night game, tomorrow night's game, which you are calling. So go ahead. What, okay. what, tell everybody what games you're calling this week so they know to tune in. Uh, the games that we're calling this week is we're doing tomorrow night's game, Thursday night, which we're about to preview between Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Should be a great game. We're doing on Sunday, we're calling the first international game of the year, baby. It's Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars from London. Game starts at 9.30. I'll be live at like 9.15 in the morning. All these times are Eastern Standard Times, by the way, guys. By the way, guys. Um, and then we'll be doing the Sunday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and New York Jets. And then we'll be doing the Monday night game between Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants. So, all right, there you go. Cool, sounds good. All right, let's go ahead and bust this out. What do you think? What do you expect to see from this Lions? Packers the London game? Jaguars. Yes, Uncle Gus, that is their name of the week, baby. <laughs> the London Jaguars. All right, we're sticking to it. I'm gonna call them that the whole game too. I'm gonna say. All right, the London Jaguars are here. <laughs> That's not the game we're supposed to be talking about right now. All right, sorry, back on track. Yeah, Dad. Lions Packers Thursday night, eight fifteen. Yeah, prime video. What are we gonna see? Why are we gonna see it? Uh, I mean, at the start of the year, I would have told you that we would be seeing a blowout in Detroit, winning this game pretty handily. But after what I've seen these last couple of weeks, by Jordan Love, is Jordan Love starting to become that quarterback? Is there just something about the Packers grooming these quarterbacks to be really good? Because Jalen, I mean, Jordan Love has been great the last two weeks. Like, it's shocking to me. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm still expecting the Lions to win here. But I think it's going to be a very... Uh, I don't want to say too high scoring game, but I think it's going to be middle of the patch scoring game. I do expect both of these offenses to have themselves a game. Um, I do think the Lions are still going to win by at least three. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, Jordan Love and the Packers are shocking me right now, Dad. So, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that the Packers, Packers are a well, ran machine they're 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 a healthy company they always they're just a good organization is what it is you know what i'm saying and detroit has been dysfunctional um over over the years 100 percent agree with that and um but i we we seen detroit start turning their stuff uh, turning the organization around last yeah. year um yeah. and i think that continues we're talking about two they're both these teams are both tied for their division, two and one. Um, so the winner of this game will take the lead in the division. Um, this is the first divisional game by the Lions, um, for the Lions, and uh Green Bay has already they played one divisional game. Mm, it's gonna be a good game. I think this is a well, this is a um a really good game. It's it's gonna be equal. I see I'm picking the Lions. Yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking the Lions too. because after last year and, you know, watching Hard Knocks, the Lions are one of my favorite teams, man. I'm ready to bite some damn kneecaps. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to go. But I, I'm just I'm rooting for the dysfunctional organization to take advantage of. Of, um, you know, of. Green Bay 
you know, losing their quarterback, you know, their Hall of Fame quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And finally knock them back down to, you know, to size. And so I'm rooting for the Lions. Um, and I, I think the Lions are going to win. So, yeah, I got the Lions too. Um, like, like I said, I really like, and I 100% agree with what you were saying there, Dad. I, I think Dan Campbell has come in and completely changed that culture around in uh, Detroit. Rocks. And, uh, yeah, Campbell does rock. And, uh, I, man, I mean, Detroit just looks like a whole new team. They, de- <laughs> I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs this season. So, right. I really have faith in them. And I've been saying every since the offseason that Detroit was going to win the North, and I still have that as my prediction. Right. So, right. Um, I do you want to take a guess why Rich is saying suddenly interceptions don't mean anything? Um, well, I, I mean, what is he referring Is he referring to because Dak threw his first one of the year and it's only his first one, you know, through three weeks? You know what I'm saying? It's the first one in three weeks. So, is he, is he saying why is nobody talking about that or why is, you know, where is he referring back to Jalen Hurts, where Jalen Hurts has two interceptions? Um, but we're not bagging on Jalen Hurts. I mean, if if I remember correct, didn't Dak Dak like led the league with interceptions last year and missed a bunch of games at the beginning of the year? So we, he's just now, you know, he's trying to stay on track for last year, I guess, maybe is what he's doing, you think. Probably. Uh, I mean, I I mean, Rich, the thing is, is I've been bagging on Jalen Hurst. I mean, I mean, I haven't been hating on him, but I've been saying for three weeks now that this is not the same Jalen Hurst that we're used to seeing here. And then he showed the fuck up on Monday night. (laughs) I mean, but the two, but the two interceptions is still kind of concerning. Like you didn't see Jalen Hurst throw two pits in one game last season. Yep. So I don't that know. True. I mean, I mean, is this all resorting back to what I've been telling you, Dad? That they have a harder schedule this season. Let's wait around and see how it plays out. Who who are you referring to? The Eagles? The Eagles, yes. I think the Eagles are gonna be fine. They're one they of three easily... only undefeated teams still. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And Saturday yeah, no, we're gonna have a, we're gonna put up a poll. So everybody start thinking Saturday we're gonna put up a poll of who will be the last undefeated team standing. Um, you know, of course, I mean, we're talking from right about now, from we, what I've seen. The NFL East has two out of three of them. So we got um, Sam Fran as the oddball out. And then we got, of course, the Eagles and the Dolphins. So, but worry about that. We'll pick that on Saturday. I already know who I'm going with. So you got the Lions by three in a close game? By three. I buy at least three right now in a close game. Like I said, yeah, Mom, okay. I heard you. Hang on. Um, like I said, Dad, at the beginning of the season when Jordan Love got named the starting quarterback, I would have told you if you would have been previewing this game week one, I would have been telling you, oh, no, this is a beat down. The Lions are going to win it handomly. But, I mean, I really like what I've seen from Jalen – I mean, from Jordan Love the last two weeks. Yeah, so, their running back is out. Green Bay's running back mm-hmm. is out. Their defense has uh, been playing pretty good. Um, they're – yeah, they got a couple wide receivers out also. Um, so, but they were also out week two, all three of those yeah. players were out week two. So it's crazy. Um, green Bay, you know, green Bay almost lost also. So who knows? I don't know. I think the lions will win. I think they will win by 10, win by 10. So there you go. Yeah. The Eagles were the last undefeated team last season, but I mean, I don't think that's going to happen this season. I, if you guys want me to go ahead and give you, no, a we don't, spoiler, we do not want you to. I'm that taking, is for Saturday, Saturday. I'm taking, All right, everybody. Sounds good. Who am I taking? Until we'll wait then, and see. Saturday. Um, tell everybody on, on uh, social media. There you go. So they'll have to go to social media and find out. Um, we will be doing a poll for everybody to vote on that. Um, uh, leading up the poll, Brandon, put that poll up. Um, and Rich, put the poll up, and we'll put it up right after this show. All right, and we will it's gonna be the fins, baby. So, sounds good. Yeah, go the Dolphins. Fins are gonna be the last undefeated team, I think, right now. They proved that. All right, until Saturday at noon, we'll be back. Until then, let's have some football tomorrow night. Sound good? Yeah. Uh,
should be a great game. Hey, Dad, you still got your stuff on you, bro. What are you talking about, man? Interceptions matter. Who's it gonna be, man? Who's it gonna be?